We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Capps. Well, we're talking about angels again, (laughs) and uh, we're going to finish up some things that we've started on angels here and share with you some things about my angel at work. Not only that, I'm going to share some things with you about how you can get your angels involved in your situation in life. Now, I want us to take some scripture and talk about this a little bit, and I'll share some experiences. Now, we don't share these experiences for you to just simply start believing experiences. But I do want to share some things because sometimes some things that angels do go unnoticed. And often you hear people that try to tell you why certain things happen and try to explain away the supernatural. It's like someone so aptly said, some people are looking for the spectacular and they simply miss the supernatural. Well, the same thing can happen in the ministry of angels. You can be looking for something so spectacular until you miss the supernatural manifestation of things that angels could do for you. I want us to read in the scripture, Matthew, the 18th chapter, first of all, verse 10, where Jesus makes a statement as he's talking to the disciples that has some far-reaching consequence. And I think if we would rightly interpret this and rightly divide the word, it'll help us understand some things about angels. Chapter 18, verse 10. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Now this tells us something as we analyze it that every child or every person that's born into this planet evidently has at least a guardian angel. And from what it says here, their angels do behold the face of the Father or the will and the purpose of God. The angels understand that. Now, you don't lose your guardian angel just because you grew up. Now, many of you may have thought you did. You may wonder why that you're not being watched over as Psalms 91 tells us, that he's given his angels charge over us and they keep us in all of our ways. And you may wonder, well, why is it they're not keeping me? I must have lost my angel. I don't guess my angel's at work. Well, you didn't lose your angel just because you grew up. But some of you have bound your angels. Some of you have voiced the voice of the enemy and said everything the devil said. You've quoted the devil more than you've quoted God, and you've bound your angel. See, your angel's listening to what you're saying. And you either put your angel to work by your words or you can call him off the job. Jesus made this statement. He said, if you will confess me before men, I'll confess you before the angels of God. Well, now what he's referring to there, Jesus and the word were one. The Bible says the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So if we confess God's word before men, we'll get an audience with the angels of God. And he says, if you deny me before men or deny the word before men, then you won't get an audience with angels. He'll deny you before the angels of God. So we need to realize that the things you do with your voice, the things that you speak is very important when it comes to the ministry of angels because angels are listening to what you say. So this scripture here where Jesus said even 
their angels behold the face of the Father. Every person that is born on this planet, I believe with all of my heart, has at least a guardian angel. Now, there are many angels on call. Jesus said when they came to get him in the garden, he said, Peter, he said, you better put up your sword. He said, if you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. He said, don't you know that I could now pray and get more than 12 legions of angels? Now, that's a group. 12 legions, that's 72,000 angels that he said, I can get with just one prayer. Well, now, somebody said, well, now, you know, I can understand that, Brother Caps, but uh, you see, that was the Son of God. That was Jesus, the Son of God. Well, who do you think you are? <laughs> now, we're sons of God. We're not the Son of God, but we're sons of God, and the Bible says we're joint heirs with Jesus. So what he gets, we get. If he could get 72,000 angels with one prayer, then we ought to be able to get 72,000 with one prayer accurately prayed. I think the problem is that we don't pray the right kind of prayers. If we'd studied the prayers of Jesus, you'd find out they're always positive. They're always to the point. They never pray the problem. He never prays something that he doesn't want to happen. You know, you listen to a lot of people today and they're praying, well, dear God, you know this is coming and this note's due and Lord, you know I don't have the money. And they pray all the bad news and by the time they get through praying, they've lost all their faith. They don't have any confidence in God to deliver them. They don't have any faith that angels will get involved because all they've talked is doubt and unbelief to God. I know I'm on some of your toes, but I'm just going to stand there because God will heal your toes. You're going to have to pray right if you're going to get angels involved. We find that Cornelius got an angel involved in his spiritual affairs because he prayed. Now, what I wanted to point out in this verse of Scripture is the fact that Jesus said that the angels always behold the face of the Father. They know the will of God, the purpose of God. And angels are sent here to minister for us. I want us to go to Psalm 91. Before I share some of the things that have happened, now, these are not spectacular things. Like I said, some people are looking for spectacular and miss the supernatural. There are some spectacular things that happen. And I've heard of people that have had some spectacular things happen. Personally, none of those real spectacular things have happened to me, but I've recognized the supernatural manifestation of the presence of angels many times. And I think it's because we believe in it and we put our faith out there for it and confess what the Word of God said. Now, Psalm 91 makes this statement. Verse 10 says, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now, in good old Arkansas English, what it's saying is, lest you even stump your toe. I don't know if you ever got up at night and been walking in the dark room, you know, and stumped your toe on a chair or a wall or a door. I mean, it's bad news, brother. It hurts. Well, he said they'll bear you up lest you even dash your foot against a stone or stump your toe on a rock. Well, now somebody said, well, I know that's in the Bible, but you see, it never works that way for me because all evil always befalls me. Well, how long you been saying that? You've been calling the angel off the job. Now, let's take a look at this. We need to learn to make this 
Word of God personal to us. Now, that's where most of you missed it. That's where most of the body of Christ missed it. That's where I missed it for years. I'd read the Bible like it's written to somebody else. Well, I mean, that was good. That was written back there 2,000 years ago to somebody that lived then. But no, this is for us today. This is God's Word to us. Now, certainly there are some things in the Bible that would not apply to us today. But this is a commitment of God to us. And if you notice here, let's back up a few verses and let's put something personal into this. Now, this is what it means when we talk about the angels are listening to you, listening to your voice. Verse 3 says, well, well, let's back up to verse (laughs) 1. It's all right. (laughs) He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, let's do this this way. Say, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. See, it says, he that dwelleth. Well, if I'm the he that dwelleth, why don't I just say me and put my name in there? See, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver me. Notice, He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler. It says, deliver thee. Well, this was written to the people back then, but it's available to us today, you see. So, not just to thee, but to me. So make it personal. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover me with his feathers. See, make it personal. Now notice here in verse 5, Thou shalt not be afraid, so just take the thou out and say, I shall not be afraid. Now see, there's people, I've had people to say similar things as this to me. They'd say, well now, you know, the Bible says don't add to or take away from the Word of God. So uh, I wouldn't dare put my name in there. I wouldn't dare say I instead of thou. (laughs) Well, you have to realize that when it said thou, it's talking about you, (laughs) the reader, the one that's reading this, the one that believes it. We're not taking away from the meaning of the Word of God. We're just simply making it personal to us. The Bible said, in fact, God said, remind me, call me to remembrance of the things that I've said. Well, that's what we're doing. We're calling God to remembrance of this. That doesn't mean that God's forgetful. He didn't forget about this. The problem is you've forgotten about it, and I forgot about it. And that's why he wants to stir it up within us, get us to say what God said about it. See, the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, and hearing the word of God. Now, you notice it didn't say faith in God or faith in the promises of God comes by hearing what the devil said. No, it didn't say that. You hear what the devil says. You hear every bad news that comes along and dwell continually on the bad things, and you'll have faith for all the bad things to happen. Now, you see, people do that on the negative side. They put their name in there. Yeah, I'll be the first one to get laid off. You watch and see. See, they worry about things that haven't even happened yet. What they're actually doing is just simply calling things that are not as though they were until they are. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Trust you've been blessed by the Word of God. Our CD offer this week is CD offer number 7125, End Time Ministry of Angels. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. 
Now we know that the Bible tells us that the angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who are heirs of salvation. In the parable of the sower in Matthew 13, Jesus reveals that the angels bind the tares in bundles just before the harvest comes. And the harvest is not the end of the world. The harvest here is the rapture of the church in the first part of this parable. It's a very plain prophetic profile of the rapture of the church. It says, let them grow together until harvest. The end time harvest is going to be greater than all the other harvest. And the angels are fully involved in it. The angels in the book of Revelation will preach the everlasting gospel. They'll fly through the heavens. In fact, if you want to really get an understanding of what angels do in the end time ministry, read the book of Revelation. In the 14th chapter, verse 6 says, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of the heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to them that dwell on the earth, to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made heaven and earth, the sea, and the fountains of the water. And they followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, the great city, because she has made her nations drink of the wine of her wrath of her fornication. The third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image, and receive the mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Well, this happens in the end-time ministry of angels. You really need this. It'll be a blessing to you. That's offer number 7125. A single CD for a total of $11. The toll-free order line is one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred, or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.